without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm going to leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely Welcome to Buckets. The Heat are terrible. My name is Matt Moore, and I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday afternoon. We're recording this on, no, this is, yes, no, yes, Friday, Friday, Friday. We're recording this on Thursday. I'm very confused because my kids, my oldest graduated from his elementary school this morning. And I thought that was on a Wednesday, but it was on a Thursday. Uh, the day that matters is that this is the day that we bury the Miami heat for not being a competent offensive team. Uh, we'll talk about game six between the heat and the Celtics today. A reminder that you want to make sure they check out the action network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks, get up to the second information. You can follow all of Brandon's picks, like the golden Jalen Brown conference finals, MVP pick, which we will talk about in a little bit about how to hedge that. Cause he got some questions on that, but first making his final full-time contributing buckets appearance is the cowardly traitor Raheem Palmer. Ra, I don't really um, care, but how are you? I'm good. I mean, damn, you're turning me into Kevin Durant right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that uh, bad. We'll, uh, we'll get Ra Raheem, Raheem you, you got a bag still. You're not Kevin Durant. There you, go. you got a bag. Uh, we'll give Ra <laughs> some time at the end of the show uh, to thank the audience and do all that. Uh, this is his last episode going forward. It'll be me and Brandon, and we'll see whoever else we can pull in to the conversation. I got some folks on the guests list that I've been thinking about to try and get in for the finals as we approach those. But first, we're going to talk about Miami and Boston game six, game five. Um, I went well before we do best bets. Now, let's do best bets first. Brandon, what's your best bet for game six? I am taking Jimmy Butler's under on points right now. The best thing, the only one I can find is 21 and a half at FanDuel. I will parlay that with the Celtics money line because if Butler doesn't score, they're not going to win. That is plus 123 right now. But uh, find me alternate lines. Find me alternate unders. Whatever the lowest line I can find on Jimmy Butler points, that's what I want. Raheem Palmer, what's your best bet for game six Celtics and Heat? I'm going to go first half under 102 and a half. I like that. Okay. Um, I'm not betting this. Just I'm staying away from this one because I don't like the line. It's a lot of points. It's just a lot of points. Celtics opened seven. It bumped to nine. There was a seven and a half in the market I saw last night. It immediately was up at eight. And then it's up to nine now, which is just, that's just like a lot of points. There's an eight and a half in the market. You can find it. Uh, look. Brandon, I don't feel bad about betting heat. I didn't bet him heavy. I talked about the reasons why, about all the ways that this could go wrong. Uh, that was a lot uh, per Cooper Moorhead that works for the Heat uh, in their uh, on their website. This was the first game of the series in which the Heat had a better expected effective field goal percentage than the Boston Celtics, and yet they shot considerably worse. Um, look, I'll ask you this. Should I have expected Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry to be that bad in offensively in game five? No, nor in the series, you know, as, as the series has gone on, like you can't, you can't judge the outcome of how these bets have gone when like, as, as Raheem would say, everyone's in the hospital. Like there's nobody is left is Jalen Brown might win conference finals MVP because he's the only one still healthy in the series. <laughs> like everyone is hurt. Baller got hurt. Lowry clearly hasn't been healthy. Half of the heat are questionable going into every game. Celtics have had plenty of injuries. Like, 
this is extremely not a series to get to the end of it and say, okay, here's what we have learned about these teams and make some grand proclamations. We'll do it because this is what we do in sports media, <laughs> but this is really not the series to do that. It just, the, the Celtics are winning the battle of attrition. They were probably the slightly better team. The Heat had home court. Yeah. It hasn't mattered enough. And the Celtics have stayed healthier and are going to move on probably. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I, I never really, like, I wasn't, I didn't go into the series and wasn't like, oh man, I like the, the heat here. I think the heat are going to win. I bet him a little bit because of the value on, on it, but that's also because I had so many Celtics bets. Like mm-hmm. I bet the Celtics so consistently because of all the things that Brandon has talked about since January 29th, like I bet them heavy in March when the markets were behind. Right. So when the markets catch up, it's when I'm usually looking to go the other way. Like that's, pretty much what I'm looking to do is I bet the heat early in the year, because it looked like, like I recognized early, this was a team that can make a deep playoff run. And they did, they made the conference finals. They won two games, but now like, do I think that the Celtics are going to win? Absolutely. I think the Celtics are going to win this game. I think the series is over. I think Brandon was right that, that whoever um, won game four, the other team is not going to win again. Um, There's all these like permutations. Like I'm not surprised. I'm not like, wow, I just really didn't think I, I still struggle with how good Boston is because Miami looks so horrible. And that's like with a lot of respect for the Celtics defense. It's not that I don't think the Celtics defense is great. We're just, I am simply not at the level of this is an all time great team. I still continue to look at this and go, no, Chris Middleton, the nets were a joke. The heat absolutely had the wheels fall off. Uh, Rye, I will tell you your Philly guy, Kyle Lowry is officially on my, I never want to bet another game in which he's involved for the rest of of my fucking life. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, I think that's the one thing. I mean, you asked Brandon, could we expect Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry to look like this? Well, I think we could have expected Kyle Lowry to look like this. I mean, look, we saw James Harden last year come back from a hamstring injury. It just was nothing. And this is an older Kyle Lowry, 36 years old, hamstring injury. He's really struggled to stay healthy in the regular season. And then in the postseason, he's been struggling. Like, he he hasn't been playing. So we could have expected this. Um, I love Kyle Lowry, but, I mean, he's reached Larry Holmes' status. They might need to take him out back at this point. Um, do, do you think, uh, Raheem, are you thinking about renaming Larry Holmes' status, Kyle Lowry's status? Is that how, <laughs> is that how bad it's gotten for Kyle Lowry? It, it's not that bad. I mean, look, I mean, as bad <laughs> as Kyle Lowry has looked, this is not Larry Holmes in that ring with Mike Tyson. So, wait, let me give you some Kyle Lowry numbers. Oh, Game Lord. five, Kyle Lowry, no points, no assists, one rebound, three turnovers, five fouls, 0 for 6 from the field, a zero offensive rating, Kyle oh. Lowry. For the series, he's played three games. He has 14 points combined. He's on five of 23 shooting, and in 75 minutes, He'd have a 60 offensive rating with Cal Lowry on the court. So look, he's got, he had the hamstring injury and that, that one's usually like, it doesn't heal. And he had to come back because basically they were getting killed in the non Gabe Vincent minutes. Right. So yeah. he comes back and he tries to play. Like I'm willing to say that he's hurt. My problem is that like, Kyle's had a really weird season. Yeah. He had, a, he had a large gap where he was out for personal reasons that were so personal that they've never really been fully explained. And like, I've heard, various rumors of what it was and it doesn't really matter like it's it's personal and he deserves like all the the space and distance the problem is like that that big gap meant that there was a large amount of time when we really couldn't evaluate him 
and he wasn't great and he looked not good. He never really looked good at any point this season when he was healthy and available to play. And so now it's like he's injured. I'm like, yeah, but the floor is also just completely fallen out. 0.0 assists, 523 shooting. Like there's no, there is nothing that Kyle Lowry establishes when he's on the court right now for this Miami Heat team. And that to me is a huge issue. Ra, first half under you like, why was that the bet that you zeroed in on? Okay, so I mean, I initially like the under, but when you look at this this full game total, we're looking at two hundred one, and at some point, it's like the value starts to slip away. And you look at the first half of these games; they've been mostly been rock fights. There's always been a team who just can't score at all and can't do anything. So, I mean, you're looking at this Heat team, who to me they just don't have enough offensively. I mean, Tyler Hero is out with his groin injury; he'll probably play um, because it's a desperation situation, but it's still Kyle Lowry. It's still Jimmy Butler. They still don't look very good at all. And then both of these two teams have solid defenses. So I'm expecting a rock fight in the first half. And then, you know, if this is a close game, I mean, you could see some fouls and stuff like that kind of push it, you know, to an opposite direction. So I forgot to go first half under. So Raheem, I considered that bet actually, because that's, that's instinctively, like that's what I feel like I'm seeing in these games. I looked at it. The pace actually has been higher in the first half than the second half. And the offensive ratings are higher in the first half than the second half. Not by a lot, but I was expecting it to be by a lot the other direction. Is that just we have blowouts and the second half numbers aren't really meaningful? Like, it, do you make anything of those numbers? Is that giving you any hesitation on your yeah, first it, half it, under? It, it feels like we're, we're having so many blowouts that it's just like the second half is just – I don't want to say it's extended garbage time, but the other teams trying to fight their way back into the game. And obviously yeah. game five was a little bit of the opposite, but I mean, you look at that, we were looking at the third quarter and both teams were in the forties. So it's just, it just feels like we just, we're dealing with a rock fight. And I think you're going to see some defensive intensity in, in game six, because it is a desperation situation. So yeah. I, I just feel like sense. the first half was the way to go. Uh, Brandon. I mean, I, yours is pretty, I, I, this is no, this is not hard to figure out. Like Jimmy Butler looks horrible. He looks hurt. He has been trash. I thought he would bounce back from the two bad games. He hasn't. And that to me signals like once he had that bad game, I was like, okay, like I, I thought that he had injuries, but he could manage it and get back. And he just can't, he's just too hurt. So this one seems pretty, pretty, pretty obvious to just play the under on Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I, I tried to think through, okay. I remember feeling this way about a series not so long ago, wow, the team that I thought was better and going to win the series came through with the big closeout late. They got the win. They all celebrated. They thought they had the series. Reminds me of a different game five. One series ago when the Bucs did that against the Celtics and Drew had the big defensive plays late and they got the win. And I was like, here we go. My Bucs tickets are looking pretty good. And then the Celtics came back and got game six, flipped it. And so I'm, I was trying to think, okay, the Heat are good. The Heat are a good team. He will play, defend well. They'll fight hard. They're not going to roll over. Could this be that? Could this be, you know, the Celtics look great. We got this, but could the Heat flip it? I, I just don't think so. And Jimmy Butler is the reason. Like the, the healthy Heat or a slightly healthy Heat, yes, absolutely could flip it. But I just don't know how we can interpret that that's what the Heat team is that we're seeing. Butler had 13 points in game five on four of 18 shooting. That was his best game in the last three games. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. bad. He has, in the last three games combined, he has 27 points on 10 right. of 40 from the field. He's not making shots. He's not really looking to score the way he was early. Like, 
Remember early on, he would go an entire quarter and just score whenever he wanted. They had no answer for him. He had 41 in game one. He has 27 in the last three games. So under on Butler's points, uh, do, do we agree? Like it doesn't juice it a lot to add in the Boston money line, but if Butler doesn't even score 20 points, the Heat aren't going to win, are they? No, no. There's no, no I can't, not at all. I don't see anyone being able to do it. I mean, even if Tyler comes back, like Tyler would have to have like a 37 point game. Yeah, like a huge yeah. game. And nobody's putting that up against the Celtics except Giannis. So I, I, as a thought process, I looked at this. So we all, all three of us were all on Miami game one, right? Because it was the game seven thing. We all were ready. It was the short rest. And Miami did it. Butler had 41 points. He had 18 times the free throw line. He's not getting to the line anymore. If you throw out game one as an outlier, as a game seven remnant outlier, like what would happen? How would we be viewing this series if there was no that game one? If it was like, oh, we gave him a couple of days of rest and we started. Here are the four games since then. Miami has a sub 100 offensive rating with 114 defensive rating. So minus 14 and a half net rating. Basically those numbers, when the way I looked it up, I just searched last four postseason games they're basically equal to the last four Bulls postseason games for reference. Like that's what Miami has been the last four games. Uh, we, we had one half when Miami made threes and Boston turned it over. Uh, the Heat are 45% effective field goal percentage the last four games. I, I think if you throw out the outlier of game one, this series actually isn't anywhere as close as it's felt like. It may I have did, been. I, I'm sorry. I'm still not there. That's selection bias, man. Like, if you go back and you ask the Celtics about like, were you just tired? Like, I, I understand that we like them in that spot, but again, they could have lost that game if the heat weren't decent. The heat won two games in the series. I don't know why you're so dead set on this idea. Like they're obviously banged up as a series went on and congrats on the Celtics for being marginally yeah. more healthy. But like the idea of just like the Celtics are again, I'm not with you. I'm still not yeah. with you. The Celtics are like this massive tier above everybody else. This is not a God mode team. This is not the, this is not, this is not the, the 2016, not even, let's go back even further, right? Like this team is not as good as the 2013 Heat. This team is not as good as the 2014 Spurs. The team is not as good as the 2015 or 16 Warriors or Cat. Well, they might be better than 2016 Cavs. That one I will, I might have to consider. They're not better no, than they're 17. Not, they're not, they're not better than them. They're not better than 17 or 18 Warriors. They're not better than, mm, they're better than the 19 Raptors. They're no. not better than the 2020 Lakers. Like, I don't understand like why you're like, why it's, uh, is it just that you just really think that the heat are that bad? No, like I'm just presenting the numbers. I'm just saying. Oh, over... dude, as a, as somebody that does that all the time, do not do that. Do not do that to me, sir. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with all the team comps. You just said like, look, just, just by having a best player that is worse than all the team's best players. You just said like, you list off a bunch of teams that have LeBron and Steph and Durant and Kawhi on them. There is none of that on Boston. Like who is, I, I, Boston I loses this. to all those teams. Who is the third best team in the, in the East playoffs this year? The Bucks. Mm, Actually, no, no, I mean, the, it, honestly, the Bucks, the, Heat, to me, the Bucks were second. The Bucks were yeah. second. Yeah. The Heat. It's probably the Heat. That's fine. Um, this is what, honestly, I feel like Brandon has lost me money because his hyperbolic takes on Boston and Miami have caused in my brain to resist him and go the other way when it's just like, I don't think that Miami's better than Boston. I never thought that Miami was better than Boston. I did not think that there was like, that there was real great. I mean, you're the only one on this. You're the only one on this podcast was pick Miami. I didn't pick Miami. You mean give my game? 
Oh, I thought you picked Miami to win the series. No. Like, I bet them based off of, much like Brandon maintains that he didn't pick the, the Bucks because of his irrational hatred of Giannis Antetokounmpo, which I talked to him about last night. Like, I also, like, um, I, I bet the value, right? And, like, gotcha. yeah. to be more fair to Brandon, like, Brandon yeah. was like, no, the value is on the Bucks, And that's how I felt after when it was like, wait, hang on a second. I got a 1-1 series with Miami who, all these things. And, again, I just feel like, the injuries wound up hitting Miami. And I know everyone's gonna be like, well, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, the Al, if Al Horford is going to play God mode. Okay. I do wonder about that yeah. though, Brandon, if we're looking forward, is the Al Horford magic going to run out at any point? Because that's a Boy, lot. Of yeah. He, he, <laughs> where we're going to get the conference finals MVP. Al Horford is the conference finals MVP. He's been amazing. Like he's not going to win it. He definitely is not going to win yeah. it. He's not going to win the finals MVP because it's Al Horford. But he both series in a row, he has been phenomenal. So, yeah, I don't like. Hopefully, he stays healthy, and it's it's cool. Everybody likes Al, so we're happy to see him playing this well. But by by the numbers, I'm saying here's why I looked that up. My instinct right now, and I kind of said this, you know, ten minutes ago. My instinct is there must be some value on the Heat. This can't be over, over. (laughs) Like there must be some value on Miami. It's a good team. They show up. They fight hard. There must be some value. And the last four games of data, the, the most recent four games of data we have say, you know what? I don't, I don't think there's value. Don't, don't <laughs> talk just yourself take into out one of the heats, two wins. The heat look really bad. Like if you just look at the most recent games in which the injuries are there. I'm not saying that the heat are bad because of it. I'm saying, if you look at the most recent data we have, the data says the most recent data, value how is five games? Not recent, but four is four is more recent than five. Because of the injuries, like that, the, the point, like I'm not discounting the heat. I'm not saying the heat are bad. I literally said earlier that we can't make these grandiose judgments on them. The last week of heat games, when nobody is healthy anymore, the numbers are bad. And the numbers say there's not value on the, the half heat. court. Don't the half court offense stuff is really bad. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. Yeah. Well, no, here's the thing. It's so bad. That's one of the reasons why I, I kept like leaning heat is I was like, this is unsustainably bad. Like, I watch a lot of basketball. I look a lot of these stats up daily. It's a, the half court stuff is a big part of my analysis. And what I'm telling you is that Miami has been unsustainably terrible in half court offense. Even I in, think a lot of that has to do with the injuries. Yeah, but here's the think, thing. Even with injuries, with a bad shooting team versus the mighty, mighty Celtics defense, which is legitimately that good, even through all of that, Ra, they're still underperforming to what I would say is like a 15 percentage point differential. Like they're 15 percentage points, I think, worse than they should be. I mean, so what does that mean? Instead of getting blown out by 23, they lose by eight. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I'm just saying, I mean, the spread for game five was Celtics minus one and a half. It closed at two and a half. Yeah, Three. I hear you. I hear you. But I, it's that there's never any sort of outlier. The, there's no variance the other way. Now, I'm asking you, <laughs> is it make sense for there, not, for there not to be a single game where an opponent shoots better than expected? I mean, in these short series, I just think things can kind of just snowball out of control. That's fair. That's that's before that's you like know it. Point. It's just like you gotta before you know it, you gotta jump off the bandwagon. And I think that's where I was at with the Mavericks. Hey. I just had to tell myself, yeah. "Hey, look, look." I bet he like this slight. Yeah. I basically bet it so I get victory lap if I won. Like that is the only <laughs> reason I bet it. Right? Like I I couldn't because I like I see all this stuff too. I just have a hard time when the out when the when the outcomes are this disparate. I have a hard time believing it's real, which is Brandon's argument, which is like this is real, and I don't 
know that well, it is, I but mean, it I is what, it's the result anyway. It's, yeah. it's real because of the injuries. Like it's not an indictment of the season of the team that they were. Um, it, just because you've angered me, I'm going to victory lap. Uh, on May 9th, a good, as we record this 17 days ago, Celtics to beat Heat in the middle of the conference semifinals was plus 650. And I bet you, you, uh, you got wow. you with one of your team combos. I well bet done. a significant, significant amount on that. The better one, honestly, looking right now is that 10 to 1. I just realized this that I have a 10 to 1 uh, Celtic. I, I, sh- I didn't just realize this, it was in my notes, but like I had to like actually, like, oh, because it was like there's uh, there's so many, quite honestly. But I have a 10 to 1 Celtics ticket and a 12 to 1 preseason Warriors ticket on the conference, the championship. Oh, wow. nice. oh, I so have you're good I, in my in my action uh, on the app. I have two units on five to one Warriors to win the conference. And I have a unit on 12 to one Celtics from like, like two weeks into this crazy Celtics stretch. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, let yeah. me ask you about the heat. I, I try to figure out, okay, is there a heat angle? You, if there's going to be one of the three of us, you're, you're the angle, the heat. If they're, if they're going to win game six, do we agree? It has to be from the start. Like there's no way that they're down a half and come back uh, late. Right. No, actually. Uh, I think that there actually, there, there is a little bit. Um, based off of some okay. historical precedent. And um, this is actually an interesting note. I want to look at this. I look at first half. Mm-hmm. One angle I might wind up playing is Celtics first half. This is a crazy di- differential um, based on the splits on bet labs. This is kind of, this is perpendicular to your point. Um, <laughs> so if we look at teams that are up 3-2 at home as a favorite, okay? So game six, 3-2 at home, Right. They're actually in the first half, 17 and 22 for just 43.6% ATS versus that first half number, which I was like, wow. Then I looked up after the first round, they're 10 and six. It literally flips from 43% to 63% after the first round, which makes a lot of sense when you think about, we talked about this in, in previous like trend studies of if you take out the first round when teams often are closer and there's more uh, I think not variance, but more of just like, there's more frauds quite honestly to be found in the, yeah. in that first round. Yeah. Uh, then we wind up with this. So I, I kind of like the Celtics here. I would say it's possible. Brandon, here's like the big question is just like, if Miami doesn't shoot well in that first half, but they shoot well in the second half. And if Boston doesn't get an outlier, like if Boston just has a cold shooting night, then the Celtics could be up at half and Miami, I think can come back. That to me is like yeah. the three-point variance thing is actually more – it's crazy that's true. The three-point variance, I think, is more evident in this series than Warriors-Mavericks, uh, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree yeah, I think I think my thought on the halftime thing is just with the, with the amount of injuries the Heat have, like they have to understand that they are staring at the light at the end of the tunnel here. Mm-hmm. And if you go down at half on the road – like Miami is not a team of quitters of all NBA teams. They're like the least quittiest team there is. But if you got Butler and, and Hero and Lowry, like barely moving on the court out there and you're already down at half, I just find it hard for that scenario to come back. So heat to lead at half and win the game is five to one at BetMGM. So you could get basically now for the heat to come out and just, just make the shots and lead all the way. You're getting what's 17% implied. That I think if you like the heat at all, that I could see talking myself into that spot as a way to play them. 
But that, that's the best is, I can come there, up with. Is there a argument. first quarter? Is there like because to me, I would rather play the first quarter than the first. There's half. not. Well, you probably could parlay to win the first quarter and win the game. I mean, you could play mm-hmm. just the first quarter. Are you saying you want just the Heat to win the quarter? I would rather play them in the first quarter because I think you know that closeout game is just tough for yeah you know a, a lot of teams, and I just think if you're going to get the, the Heat's best best effort, it's going to come right away. Like you'll know right away if this game is over. Yeah. Well, especially because the the starter minutes have swung so heavily toward Boston in the last few games. I'm looking up right now. Uh, I want to get a sense of what the Heat shot on wide open shots in. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I think I saw, from, I forget who I saw online, maybe Mike Prada, semi-contested threes in, in the yeah, most recent game. Too. They were something like 0 of 22 on semi-contested threes. They were 5 of 10 on uncontested. So, hey, maybe that's There we it. go. Well, maybe that just, just, well, no, maybe that is just the Celtics defense. Like, maybe that really is like the shorthand here. And it's, and my estimation is just <laughs> wrong. Like, I'm open on that. Yeah. Eight of well, 29 is what I've got on lightly contested. Okay. So. You know, what's funny mm-hmm. is that we, we all know, like, all of us agree the three point percentage thing is just unpredictable and doesn't carry from year to year. Except the one team that it always has kind of held on was the Brad Stevens Celtics teams all yeah. these years. Yeah. So I wonder if there still is something that this franchise has figured out about, you know, like, look, Robert Williams blocked two three-pointers yesterday with like a foot in the paint when the shot was going up and he closed down and blocked it. Maybe the contests they're doing are, are just truly throwing off some of these shots yeah. in a way that Probably we possible. aren't qualifying. I, I will just tell you, like, I, I can't be talked into any heat bet. I, I can't. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, at the point of, I'm at the point of it's frustrating, but like, I'll, I'll take the L. I'll just be like, all right. Okay, I guess I guess the Celtics are a juggernaut and the Heat are trash, and I just have to live with that differential despite reason and logic. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, just choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, the number of points in basketball or hits in baseball or rebounds or stocks, whatever it is that you're into. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. I have some real squares in my life that I'm looking forward taking some money off of it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to write out together stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash buckets and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 dollars. again go to sleeper.com slash buckets and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Brandon, let's talk uh, conference finals MVP. What, let me ask you this. So you took Jalen Brown. What was the initial number you took Jalen at? So pre-series, I got him at 10 to one. And then when I talked about it again, I believe after, it was either before or after game three, and I recommended people bet it again, that was at eight to one. So right now, here's my position. Right now I have, tracked in the app, I have two units pre-series at 10 to one, and I have another unit at eight to one. So I'm three units in, it pays out 28 units plus the three if Jalen Brown wins MVP. Here are the numbers right now. 
Jalen's at 25 points, seven and a half rebounds. Tatum's at 24 points, seven and a half, 7.8 rebounds. Their numbers are basically equal right now. Tatum is way ahead on assists. Jalen has been slightly better shooting, better efficiency. The numbers are basically equal right now. And if the series was over, Tatum would pretty easily be the MVP, in my opinion. Do you guys agree with that? Nope. I think last night literally swung it towards him. Because not only did, did he have a monster game, but he had the best of all worlds, Brandon. He fought back against adversity. <laughs> after a true. terrible first half. Jalen after Brown. a horror. He had four turnovers in the first quarter. Yeah, like, after, I, yeah we after tweeted Jalen about like, stopped, After yeah. Jalen Brown stopped trying to dribble and just shot. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. Jalen but, Brown but overcome. But Jason Tatum was an assist away from a triple-double last night, though. Like, if Jason Tatum has one more assist, the MVP is over because it's like, oh, Tatum had a had a, a triple double in the swing game five, and like, he, it's it's ridiculous, but he's one assist away from that. So here's where we're at right now. Jason Tatum is the favorite. He's at minus one fifty at Fanduel is the best price I can see. Jalen Brown is around plus one fifty. It's one of those two. Clearly, there's no one else in Boston going to take it. And obviously, Miami could win the series, and that would swing things. You can get Jalen Brown at plus 240 at DraftKings. Okay, but I'm looking at the other side, though. So if, okay. if you want if you want in on okay, Jalen Brown, that's the yeah. price at DraftKings. Plus 240, you said? Yeah, yeah plus 240. So here, here's, here's what I want to talk through. Raheem, this is a hedge question, especially for you. I, I know you hate hedging. but So I, I'm, I'm in big on Jalen Brown. And I've had a bunch of, of our listeners are asking me on social media, on Twitter, and wherever – should I hedge? Should I hedge on Jalen Brown? I think it's kind of a coin flip spot right now. Tatum, the best price you can get is minus 150. And obviously part of your hedge potentially could be to bet Miami to win the series, which is plus 750, because it's not like only Tatum can win MVP, that he could still steal the series. So here's what I came up with, and I want to know what you think of it. So I got three units on Jalen Brown to pay out 28 units right now, combined in my position. You'll have to do the math a little differently if you are invested otherwise. I can put seven and a half units on Jason Tatum. That pays out five. And then I put two units on Miami to win the series at plus 750. Here's where that would leave me. Jalen Brown wins MVP. I'm still up 18 and a half units. So I've sacrificed 10 of my 28 profits. Tatum wins MVP. I'm out clean. I didn't make any profit, but I got, I covered everything. Miami wins the series. I'm up four and a half units. What do you think about that hedge? And is it worth giving up some of my Brown position to cover me? Or do I just ride Brown to the end at this point? I, I don't like hedging with Miami. Get that out of here. Okay. Like, if you're going to hedge, just hedge with tape. At the end of the day, it's like there's some gamble involved. But the Celtics are eight and a half point favorites in game six. What are we doing? And the, the Heat need to win two games to win this series. So here's the, the reason why I added the Miami potential hedge is this. Tatum is normally, I think you would agree, Raheem, right? That normally you only hedge if you are the spot in the favorite. And we're not yeah. in the favorite spot here. Jalen Brown is not the favorite. So yeah. in, if I want to hedge on Tatum enough to get something out of it, I have to pay a bunch. Like I have to put six units on Tatum to get four units back. And even then, I'm still down overall. Like, I, I still barely, I barely came out ahead. How many? Units, you, how many units do you have on on Miami right now, or in that in that scenario? Right now, all I have right now on the app, I have three units no, no, on Jalen Brown. I, I'm asking, I'm asking in the scenario, how much? Oh, were you, how many units? Were just you two, on? two okay. units on Miami in the scenario. 
All right. I would tell you to go down to a half unit on Miami and put the rest on Tatum. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I really don't think you should put anything on Miami. I like, think, okay. I, th- I would tell you it's worth it because even though, like, look, I just said, I'm not going to bet them. I'm willing to accept this, but like, yeah. Look, Rod, if, if finally the shooting variance shows up and the Celtics have one night where they can't hit and yeah. Butler has one night where, like, oh, hey. It has to happen yeah. two games. You're, you're, need, you're asking it to happen. I know, but then you game, game seven at home. Yeah, though. but then it's game seven at home. And, like, you can feel fine about it, but but at, from where you're at right now, you're going to be like, no, there's no way. The Celtics just went in there and won the last two, blah, 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 blah. I, th- I think it's game point, seven gotta- at home. I hear what y'all saying, but at some point you got to be like, you know what? I got the best of it. If yeah. if Miami comes back and beats me, I can live with it. Okay, so I, not, I think I, I think I'm mostly with you on that. So the the heat bet should be minimized or removed. What? However you yes. want to do that. Maybe half unit or nothing. Yeah. Should should betters should I should other betters bet on Tatum Absolutely. as the favorite, yes. or do you just ride out the Brown bet? Matt, you think Brown's the MVP right now? I have three units on Brown at basically at better than nine to one. If yeah. that's the case, if you think he's the MVP right now, should I just ride that out and not bet on Tatum at all? You should definitely bet Tatum. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely bet Tatum. You definitely bet Tatum. Okay. Because like who's more likely to have a, a great, a great game six. And the answer is Tatum. Cause he's a better player. Yeah. yeah. He's had a good enough series to be the favorite. And even though I think Jalen is like, I think Jalen's in a great spot for you. The other thing I'll tell you is like, I have history of the finals MVP. This is the first time this conference thing has ever been awarded. Right. Yeah. We don't know. And I'll tell you because of that, it's going to be probably, it's probably gonna be six voters and it's probably gonna be two TV. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Jackson Van Gundy, maybe Breen. You're going to probably get Washburn. There's a bunch of people from the heat. It could be, there's a bunch of people from the heat. It could be. So like, my thing here is I, I genuinely think that this is an unstable environment enough to where uh, I do think that there's, I think you're in a good spot with Jalen, but I absolutely think that Tatum deserves. Okay. Like, so, so then let me propose this and maybe, you know, we're talking a unit size here. Maybe you don't even have a position to do this. So forget Miami. Miami's out. We're just on Jalen and Tatum. I'm not putting any more on Jalen. I've already got my position three units to win 28. I put 15 units on Jason Tatum. Minus 150 pays me back 10. Basically, that somewhere in that range. Now I'm in the middle. Now Jason Tatum wins conference finals MVP. I think I'm up seven units. And if Jalen Brown comes through and wins conference finals MVP, I believe I'm up uh, 13 units, somewhere in there. Like, do we think Tatum is still the more likely winner? And I should be betting even more Tatum if I can and basically try to come out with a like a plus 10 on either side. Cause my, my other play is basically Tatum gets me out. Even I cover my initial investment, but I'm still banking just, on Brown to win. If you're doing this, just take the heat and put it on Tatum and come out with a marginal, pro- like a small profit if Tatum wins and a great profit yeah. if Brown wins because yeah. if nothing else, like this is about like the type of better you are too. Like, yeah, that's true. It, like you are not, you're, you're, if you do the one ten, you're just going to be like, eh, you're not going to be, you're not going to be happy about it. But if you, I if know. you, if you do this, you're going to be like with Tatum, you're like, haha, I was smart this time and I hedged. I came out with a profit. And with Brown, you'll be like, I am the smartest man alive. I'm going to victory lap all over this <laughs> podcast because Ra's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. To, to be clear, just so, just so that because we'll, we'll wrap with this on, on this topic, I personally will not hedge because I have Jalen at three units. I still think like I'm getting huge value on my Jalen spot. 
And if I'm wrong, I lost three units. I can afford to be wrong on it. I have won enough other stuff. I made over three units on Jimmy Butler under just yesterday. I'm just going to let it ride. I don't have too much to lose. I don't need to cover that. But if you're a listener, you've heard a lot of options here, ways to cover, ways to go for Tatum, ways to cover for Miami. So hopefully that gave you some ideas of, of how to hedge if you'd like to. All right, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for joining us on Buckets. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, either, either, we'll yeah. either be talking about game six for Mavericks Warriors or Brandon and I will be talking <laughs> about Warriors props uh, and sides for the conference finals. Before we get out of here, Raheem Palmer, your last Buckets episode. Yeah. You want to say anything? Yeah, I am just want to, you know, thank everybody for following me during this journey. Um, you know, I started during the NBA bubble. Um, I was a professional sports better and it's the middle of the pandemic. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Um, my boy sent me, you know, tweets saying that Action Network was looking for writers. Um, Brian Mears, um, Matthew Friedman, um, they interviewed me. Malik, he also interviewed me and they brought me in. And I, you know, I just got a, I, got, I just got the opportunity to just, you know, work with a bunch of great people. Matt Moore, you know, he's a legend. Brandon, he's been one of my best friends since I've been here. So I'm just super blessed and super thankful for the opportunity. Um, I loved it here. I had a great time. You know, Matt and Brandon are going to continue to kill it. But, you know, there's so many people I can shout out. Chad Millman, Patrick Keene, uh, Malik, Mears, Friedman, um, the whole NBA staff. I mean, you know, um, Joe Delera, even the guys who, you know, aren't even here. Justin Fan, you know, Preston Johnson who came in, Brendan Glasheen, Joe Delera, Austin Wang, um, a lot of our editors, uh, you know, Katie, um, Kenzie. I just had such a great time. It's just, I'm going to miss you guys, but y'all going to continue to kill it. Tune in the buckets every single week. Y'all know how it's going down. Action Network. Y'all know what it is. Uh, Ra, what's, what is your most proud bet that you've made since you joined Action? Which one? What's, the, what's your, I need one more victory lap from you. Um, believe it or not, I think it's the Miami Heat in 2020. Oh, yeah? Like, it's either that one. No, it's not that one. I've had some good ones. All right. So I, I can kind of name like four or five. So oh, I had the Miami. Gonna, I'm going to settle them. We're going to be here a while. <laughs> I had the Miami Heat during the, the pandemic Eastern Conference Finals. You know, a lot of people were on the Celtics. I was on the Heat. Um, I had the Bucks to come that down from 3 2 to beat the Brooklyn Nets. That's my, that's probably one of my favorite bets of all time, next to the Raptors and Bucks, um, because I was actually in attendance to that game. Um, obviously more, most recently the Dallas Mavericks to beat the Phoenix Suns because a lot of people didn't believe that. So, I mean, those are probably my three favorites. Um, me and Brandon actually came close to cashing our 49ers future. We rolled the 49ers all throughout the NFL postseason, And even though they didn't get our future, they covered all three games they played in the postseason. And you know, what they say great teams, they cover doesn't matter if they win. So um, we had some, we had some, some really, really fun bets. Um, I'm trying to think, damn, it's, what's, it's, this is our third season. Yeah. This is our third season. So um, you brought yeah, I'm, I'm up, you brought up Bucks Raptors. <laughs> so I hate you for that. Then you tried to victory lap on a losing bet on Garoppolo. After I specifically <laughs> tried to warn the two of you off of. We didn't lose. We won. They covered. They were getting three and a half. They lost by three. They covered all three games in the postseason. And that Niners ticket did what? That Niners. It was 20 to one. We were 25 to one. If we would have cashed that, we I, look, I'm going to tell you how crazy it was. They were up 10 in the fourth quarter. 
I think I took this bottle of Vivo Clico right here and I put it on ice. I I, I chilled it because I was ready. To, we were going to pop bottles all on the Action Network podcast and then they just melted down. But we still cashed the ticket. <laughs> all right. That's Raheem Palmer. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on the pod, Ra. You're one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so sad that you're moving on, but I'm excited for your new adventure. You can follow Ra on Twitter. I am Rostradamus. Brian and I will be back tomorrow with Warriors Mavericks or Warriors Finals content. We'll talk to you guys again later. Thanks for joining us. Let's get buckets. Let's get buckets.